0: Because of the Times, Episode 9 I sat down with Monique Summerfield a Holy Spirit intuitive and a Divine Shift life coach While having her belief system based in Christianity Monique describes herself as a mystic who helps people navigate their struggles following the guidance of the Holy Spirit Please tune in to Because of the Times Let's have a conversation welcome to episode 9 of because of the times I'm sitting here today with Monique Summerfield she's a holy spirit intuitive and a divine shift life coach and I'm excited to hear all about this So let's <laughs> let's start with you introducing yourself
1: yeah thank you for having me thanks for sharing your time with me um yeah I started well the phrase holy spirit intuitive came to me Probably three years ago now and um, yeah I'll get more I can explain more about that later and uh, yeah I've been doing divine shift life coaching um, I've been a Christ follower since I was six so that's that's the basis of <laughs> mm-hmm. all of all of these um, things that we'll talk about today yeah. and then I've also been leading Yahweh circles which is an active listening prayer time
0: Awesome. Um since you were 6, so what ha- what was what was happening before then?
1: Yeah, when I was 6, we were living in Vancouver, my mom and I, and um we were living um we were living above a couple um and their kids. And it, yeah, that's actually pretty cool cuz <laughs> mm. so that couple um he was a pastor, but he was not uh or like he had like curly kind of like wild hair and he was like very hippie, like looked kind of like from the seventies kind of thing. And mm-hmm. they were both very like super friendly, um, wonderful people. And she took care of me sometimes when my mom was at work. Actually, my mom was a single mom. And so I was hanging out with them, Brian okay. and Judy. <laughs> I have not seen them in years and years and years. Um, but yeah Brian and Judy lived downstairs and he was a pastor and I think she was a stay-at-home mom and so she helped take care of me and um, she would do Bible stories and she was very uh, she was a very dramatic person and so the Bible stories were very interesting mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah she'd like sit us in the living room and then you know I was sick so the memories are kind of vague but that's the first time that I heard about Jesus mm-hmm. and actually when I heard the word, the name Jesus, um, it was like this funny feeling in my spirit. It sounded like someone had said, like, magical, sparkly, rainbow, unicorn Jesus or something. Like, that's yeah. what the name sounded like to me.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and I guess my mom had never talked to me about it before. and We hadn't been going to church at that time. My mom had a pretty rough childhood, to put it mildly. Um, and going into her teenage years, and she was raised in a very strict um, brethren. It's called brethren. She was raised in a very strict way, so she had naturally <laughs> moved away from that when she um, was not at home anymore. But um, so we hadn't been going to church. She hadn't explained anything to me. Really, we didn't pray that I remember. Yeah. Um, and so after the neighbors had, you know, told me about Jesus and they were telling me about the stories. As a six-year-old i was like what is she talking about like who is this jesus like mm-hmm. what's going on <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> and so then i asked um i asked my mom about it and uh, she was like oh my gosh i like i'm so sorry i never told you like i should have told you um and then she just kind of felt um i don't know what the right word was like uh compelled yeah compelled or mm. just like oh like, I need to tell you about this because even though she had a rough upbringing and there was like weird religious stuff which is really not of heaven mm-hmm. like it wasn't heavenly um, and had gotten and had gotten like a strange teaching mm. she still had received like the love and the and the holy Spirit and she still had like these good biblical verses and words and even though people like use them in a terrible way against her she still got the goodness out of it you know yeah. so that was like still those seeds were still planted in her um so yeah she was like oh my gosh like yeah let's talk about this let me tell you
0: <laughs> oh that's awesome and did that result in you guys joining the neighbor's church or
1: i don't i have no idea what church he led actually no oh, okay it didn't oh, okay <laughs> maybe i should ask my mom like did we ever go to the church that he was pastoring yeah. at? um i don't recall that okay yeah Right. But so mom had actually, yeah, that's like another story. But we actually did start going to a Brethren Hall
2: because
1: okay. even though it was effed up, you go yeah. back to what you know. Oh
0: yeah. So okay. she went back
1: to what she knew. Oh, okay. Um, which did result in a lot of good things as well, but also. I must eventually. say, I've
0: never heard of it. So is it the nomination of Christianity? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's just strict, or.
1: Uh, there is different different kinds of Brethren. Um, But yeah, it's strict. Like women, in the ones that I've experienced, so it's like women wear skirts. You don't talk. You put a doily on your head or a hat. Oh, I see. Um, And it's just yeah, taking out certain things from the Bible without. So very
0: patriarchal kind of. Yeah, it's definitely strict and rigid. Like that. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay.
1: But nonetheless, God works with everything, Mm -hmm. and I happened to ask to be baptized when we were at that in that community. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And that's how my journey began. (laughs) So, you know, blessings on them anyways, even if...
0: So do you go to church of any sort nowadays?
1: Um, Right now, no. I haven't Mm -hmm. found a church yet in this uh, newer community for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, the past couple of years, like probably the past four years, even before uh, 2020, yeah, I just felt like Holy Spirit was actually asking me to take a break, which some Christians would be like, ah, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> cringe when I say that. But I really felt like Holy Spirit wanted to show me some things and teach me some things outside of what was happening in the church building. Yeah, because yeah. there's two ways to say church, right? right. Church as like, like the body of yeah. believers and then church as like the building,
0: the building. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Just a gathering of people as a church already. Yeah. Right? Um, so um tell me about this uh the I've read about the mysticism that you kind of describe yourself as a mystic mm-hmm. and a holy spirit spirit follower mm-hmm. right and how how those two connect
1: yeah, I think I myself am still discovering like what people mean by mystic, mm-hmm. and I think there are some variations um but like for me, mystic and mystical means, um, and yeah, mixed with the Holy Spirit. It's like outside the box. And <clears throat> how would I explain it? Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> um, there was this great. Uh, there's this book called The Happy Intercessor. Mm. And as I was reading last night and just praying over.
2: Yeah.
1: About this today, um, this popped out to me. So in The Happy Intercessor by Benny Johnson, she talks about um, mystics see beyond this reality and into the spirit realm. So, but I think that's just like spirituality in general. Right. But I think, um, yeah, just seeing beyond. And I am also very empathic and intuitive. Mm-hmm. And um, I can just feel like different mm-hmm. things that are going on. I think there's there are different gifts of the spirit. <clears throat> as well, and um, like feeling is one of my stronger ones. Mm-hmm. So I don't know exactly so, how to answer your question, yeah, yeah, but I, I think it'll get answered that's as fine, we go yeah, on. As we
0: go on, that's that's okay. <laughs> um, so um, I've talked to several people by by now, and it's every time it's quite. A bit more interesting mm-hmm. you know because i have more and more insights of different kinds of points of views you right. know so they can bring it all into one conversation right. <laughs> which is quite exciting and uh so far what i found is that if you're coming from that christian background and you have the uh, you know christ and the holy spirit and this is kind of your belief mm-hmm. you subscribe to it as the only way to salvation mm-hmm. okay um other people would say that there is multiple ways, right? So different ways work for different folks, yeah. so to speak. Um, where, where do you subscribe in this?
1: <laughs> well, it's definitely an unpopular answer. Yeah. <laughs> and when I first meet people or having conversations or people asking me about my faith and stuff, that's not usually the first thing that I'll say. Mm-hmm. But yes, at the core of it, I do believe that Jesus is the only way. Mm-hmm. Um, and really when... Um, yeah,
0: this <laughs> is I an upset, I think, <laughs> you know, like, it, it seems very, um, uh, uh, consistent. Yeah. Right. It's very consistent. And I think it's a good sign, personally. You know, my, my feeling is like, I find Christians, they need to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Right. So I appreciate that about, about the Christian faith, for sure. Um. At the same time, um, I see room for other ways, too, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm wondering if the uh, somebody like yourself, say you're not a member of any particular church or a denomination, you recognize Holy Spirit and Jesus as a savior and a leader. Uh, can you appreciate the fact that there is, you know, people who would find um, that, let's call it salvation altogether, you know, or like a good life? and following and being a good person and and having a purpose, divine purpose, right? Um, Through a different paths.
1: Mm -hmm. I think that Holy Spirit works with everyone. Like, we're all human. Mm -hmm. We all have the life force of God in us. Yeah. Like, we're we're all created by the same creator. Um, And we're all on this journey of, like, raised differently, raised in different home cultures, raised in different city cultures, different country cultures, and then there's different beliefs put on that. And then there's like there's religious or faith beliefs and there's also um, cultural beliefs and like mindset things Mm -hmm. that start happening too, like little things that we pick up along the way that may be helpful or not helpful. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think everyone is on this journey and I happen to have found Jesus at six Mm -hmm. and for some reason, I just like stuck with it the whole time. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like um, it's not like every day is perfect or everything is working out amazingly or whatever. Like, I don't know. That would be kind of nice. You're just <laughs> like I found Jesus, and I said yes to Jesus, and like yes, you're the King of Kings. Yeah, following you. And then like everything was just perfect after that. Yeah. But like life doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't. Absolutely. (laughs) So I think it's interesting to watch what different people are doing and different faiths have Mm -hmm. like some strong points that like Christianity in general is struggling Mm -hmm. with. Yeah. Um and so yeah, I think that we can all learn from each other. Yeah. But I and some people have asked me, like, you know, have you looked into other things? Do you even know what other people believe? Yeah. And I do. I happen to, just me personally. I've traveled a lot. I've been in Southeast Asia. Yeah. I've um, lived with Thai Buddhists yeah. and Burmese Buddhists um, and been around different kinds of Christians. There's like South American Christians. are mm. kind of different than North for American sure. Christians. Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. <laughs> and
1: like their culture allows for them to think that different things are okay. And our culture allows for us to think that different things are okay. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, oh, what does the Bible actually say about this? Or like what is that... Holy Spirit actually telling you. Mm-hmm. And, um, so
0: what was your experience like with the Buddhist monks and believers?
1: Yeah, I was in Southeast Asia doing humanitarian aid work and teaching English, the second language there. Mm. Um, what was my experience.
0: Um, in, in that sense <laughs> that it must have been thought-provoking. Or feeling provoking or were you just purely just like observing it and not really letting it affect the way you, I guess, you're organized
1: i mean one part of it is that i didn't hear buddhist teachings in english okay so that's well, part that's, of it yeah mm-hmm. and then a second part of it would be um that like i did go some to some christian um churches and worship services when i was there um but the other part of it as well, and like, <laughs> like, this is part of why I do what I do, is that I, and this can happen with Christians as well, but um, when I was there, <clears throat> I did notice that there was a lot of um, trying to like appease different gods, like lower G, mm-hmm. and I would actually call those demonic entities, mm-hmm. what was what I saw happening and heard people telling me. So I met this one woman, and she was a Buddhist. Um, there's different kinds of Buddhism, so yeah. I'm not sure what kind of Buddhist she was. But
2: mm-hmm.
1: and <clears throat> she had gone to the temple that day, and she she could see things. Some people can see things in the spirit realm, and she could see things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And she said that she saw this uh, demonic entity. She explained it, but I won't explain it. But mm-hmm. this demonic entity, she's. I think she saw two of them on the temple, um, and a. And there was a bunch of other things happening in her life, too, and there was like strange things happening around the whole situation. Uh, <laughs> people can ask me about it over tea mm-hmm, sometimes yeah, over yeah. tea sometime um but there's all this kind of like appeasement, like, okay, today this happened, and now I have to like appease the God of this, and now I have to like give an offering to this so that was like the part of Buddhism that I saw that I was like, "What is going on here
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> it's strange mm-hmm.
1: um. And then, like, also sort of witchcrafty things with, like, you know, dead bones, mm-hmm. like, in the walls and,
2: you know. I see. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: so that's kind of what I saw. But then, like, in the West, I've seen people go towards Eastern faith and Buddhism. Um, and it brings out something that we're lacking in the West, which is, like, slowing down and being present and focusing um, And like, yeah, being present with each other in that, and so I've seen a lot of that. Those good Eastern beliefs help our Western culture, right? So,
2: (laughs) yeah,
0: yeah. It's I don't know. It's my observation too, in a sense that uh, from from the Far East, at least in the Southeast Asia, that the the level of devotion is a lot different. Mm. You know, people are really living that the. the, How the spirituality and religion intertwines with daily life is way more apparent
1: in the East, you think? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, than it is here. Um, although you know, it's kind of like who you're hanging out with, too, right?
2: Mm-hmm. If yeah. you hang
0: out with a lot of like Christian communities, then you see you'll how you'll feel it, strongly. yeah, you'll feel how yeah. strongly they are. But like overall, you know, like I don't know if you walk through Vancouver, you don't Feel that spirituality present everywhere. Yeah, you know? I mean, when you see the
1: churches, mm. maybe, but I definitely know
2: yeah. what you're saying. Yeah,
1: but like in in Asia, you would see monks on the yeah. sky train, or I think yeah, they call it. Then. Yeah, but, and then you, there was also like a sign on the sky train that said like, "Please be respectful of monks and like leave a seat for them" or something. Yeah, so there it was is, like, oh, is, we don't do that for pastors we, here, no, or priests or something. No, we don't. They're <laughs> and we also like don't have people walking correct. around in robes.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's not common here. I don't know where it comes from, but yeah. I guess, yeah, we can talk about it. Not really right now, though. It's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious about this um, life taking patterns that you help people get free from.
1: <clears throat> yeah.
0: Yeah. Can you talk about this a little bit?
1: <laughs> well, um, life taking patterns, like all of coaches and, um, I, well, yeah, I guess coaching and counseling would talk about this. Um, but a, what i'm calling a life-taking pattern is something that maybe was helping us at one time survive like as a child or something or in teenage years <clears throat> it doesn't have to be something hugely traumatic just something like you got bullied on the playground <clears throat> excuse me about wearing the color pink as a boy or something you had pink shoes and mm-hmm. then and then you just like take that information and catalog it in a strange place in your mind Mm -hmm. that's going to help you survive and not get made fun of in the future. Mm -hmm. And so now like pink is totally banished from your life (laughs) Mm -hmm. or something, you know? And it's like, you know, maybe that's not destroying a bunch of things, but it's like life taking. Cause like maybe actually like the other pink and those shoes were like funky and cool. And Mm -hmm. you liked them. They brought you joy. Yeah. But then someone else made fun of them. And now it's like this thing that brought you joy. You feel like you're not allowed to do that because someone else, you know
2: it's, so, yeah.
1: it's like it, this can develop some kind of life-taking pattern where yeah. like every day even if it's not at the front of your brain it's at the back of your brain mm-hmm. like you know i can't do that i can't wear pink i can't wear a pink tie i can't wear pink socks i can't wear a pink shoe right right, right. <laughs> you know that's just a simple thing
0: right no i get what you're saying yeah so uh you help identify those basically
1: i maybe but i think it's more holy spirit mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: yeah okay so you facilitate <laughs> yeah
1: facilitate mm-hmm. like helping people yeah so I've had a lady go through my 12 week um, journey program that actually Holy Spirit like helped me design mm-hmm. I think it was like 12 minutes <laughs> I was taking a coaching program and they were um going through different things with us mm-hmm. but even before they talked about like what the program would entail, I just like sat down one day and then I was like Ju-j-j-j-j-. It was like all these things that Holy Spirit had been working with me on, like in my life. Gratitude was a big one of it. Was a big part of it. Um, but I just wrote it all down. I was like, okay, that's what the twelve weeks would look like. Um, so yeah, I've had a, a a woman go through it, and um, there was a certain week where we were talking about like, is there something, or how did I word it? we were asking Holy Spirit to like uncover anything in her life, any lie or any life-taking pattern Mm -hmm. that had developed that was, you know, taking life, taking joy from her. Um, And I'm not like getting into like all the inner workings of their life or something. I'm not trying to bring up all this trauma or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of leaving it with Holy Spirit. I'm Mm -hmm. just praying with them and saying like, Holy Spirit does this gently and nicely. It's not, a terrible! Week. You're not going to go into <laughs> some okay. convulsions of like yeah, crying yeah. or whatever. Like Holy mm-hmm. Spirit's going to do this nice and gently for yeah. you, because that's how Holy Spirit is. Um, and so I just left it with her, and I was just like, you know, just be open to let Holy Spirit um, work with you this week and and show you if there's something like that. All right. Yeah.
0: So do you find that? And then
1: there was <laughs>
0: the people who work with you. Do they have to be like Christians? Believe
1: in Christians or not? No. Um, so the so I call myself a Christ follower mm-hmm. first because the word Christian has a lot of connotations um, in our culture at least yeah and so um, I started calling myself a Christ follower because I think that just simplifies it and that's just like oh a follower of Christ mm-hmm. um, and then then I also added the mystic part like mystic Christ follower mm-hmm. <laughs> which it, it's interesting I've posted on my Instagram and um that in the past i felt like i was not christian enough for christians and too christian for non-christians right you know and so that's been an interesting journey for me but as as i've grown and just you know become more and more comfortable not not that I'm not caring, but not letting other people's ideas of who they think I should be or what I'm not,
2: whatever, yeah. influence yeah.
1: what I'm actually doing and what Holy Spirit's actually yeah. doing. <laughs> Develop that confidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was
2: what did you ask? me?
0: I ask whether you think that if somebody works with you, oh. do they have to have a, you know, that belief right. present?
1: I think. Um. So with my Holy Spirit intuitive Facebook group that I started about three years ago. Mm. Um it's like on the banner that I made it says Christ curious and Christ followers.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So if you're not Christ curious, you're probably not going to like me very much anyways, so mm-hmm. it won't be the space for you cuz you're not going to you're not going to enjoy it. Um but if like some people are are curious about Christ and they don't want to go to church because they've maybe had a bad experience there or they're expecting to have a bad experience. Um but they are curious about Christ and they are looking for people to, who have experience with that, to talk about it and just like, so in that group I wanted to create a space where it's like, you can ask questions, you can ask questions that you think a Christian would be like offended at or might not like, or, or you might think it's silly because you should know the answer by now, but you just don't. It's like a safe space where you can just ask questions and experiment with Holy spirit and, um, Experiment with like prayer and different kinds of prayer and listening in and mm-hmm. different ways to hear from the Holy Spirit. So, yeah, there is lots of people in that group who are would not call themselves a Christian, but they're curious about Christ, or maybe even they were got baptized like 10 years ago. Yeah, there's some curiosity there. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so it kind of occurs to me that God loves everybody. <laughs> if a christian person a christian <laughs> uh i don't know life coach you based your your work uh on uh, on faith in a big part right wouldn't it be possible for you to not impose your own faith and still be able to help somebody who's not really into believing in christ oh. like it's not their thing But they could still benefit from the way you can work with them, you know, like bring all the values that the Christianity has and and your beliefs have and Mm -hmm. still help them or try to navigate somehow, you know?
1: Yeah, I think there's different business models. Mm. Uh, So like some Christ followers who are doing a business, whatever it is, they might choose like it might not be necessary and they might choose to like never talk about Christ. That's like just not necessary for what they're doing. It's not part of it, but their family values and their values and their love for people and their passion to to do their business well and to offer great service. Um, like their, their love of God is coming out through that, through mm-hmm. the acts. And then there's different business model where like that is just part of it. And so, with my what I'm doing with the life coaching and the group and the prayer circles, of course, it's like I can't leave Jesus out of
2: it. I can't mm-hmm. leave
1: Holy Spirit out of it. It's like that's the main focus. Right. But I'm not, it's not a time for preaching. And if people ask me certain things, then I'll, if I know the answer, then I'll teach them what I know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But so, like in the Yahweh circle, for instance, I felt Holy Spirit was, was, asking me to help people experience. Because there's been a lot of like brain information, mm-hmm. a lot of like, that's the scripture, that's what these theologians think it means, this that's what these historians think it means, this mm-hmm. is what I think it should mean because I want you to do that thing yeah. this way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so there's been like, there's a lot of information, a lot of head knowledge. <clears throat> you can like go and Google all that stuff and it's very interesting, I find it fascinating. Um, I do love the history of the language and Hebrew and Aramaic and all that. But if you don't experience it, like if you don't experience what it feels like to get to the top of the mountain and look out and see like, oh my gosh, what a beautiful view. Or like if someone keeps telling you what it's like to to love someone, but you've never like had that experience, you just don't know. So like Holy Spirit was asking me like, um, like facilitate a space where people can, Experience, yeah. You know, and so in the, in the Yahweh circles, it's a time to experience like love notes for our hearts and like what it means to not be re- a prayer where you're requesting, like I need this, but that's not working out. I need this, but to be like, Hey, Holy spirit, like I'm open to receiving love notes or visions or a word or a feeling or a memory um, and receiving that love that you have for me,
2: mm-hmm. like
1: experiential. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's available to anyone who wants to try it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, the Yahweh, sig- Yahweh circles. Mm-hmm. Are, how often do you do those?
1: Um, my goal is to do two online a month and at least one in person a month. So I'm just getting that starting up again.
0: Okay. And what's, what's it look like? What's the purpose of it?
1: The purpose is for connecting with Holy Spirit, um, and yeah, receiving those love notes for our heart—it's like a time of resting and receiving nourishment and having that experience. Um, yeah, the the first time the first time I did one in person was on Salt Spring. I was mm-hmm. on Salt Spring for two years, mm-hmm. and I was doing the Holy Spirit intuitive group online. And then I felt God saying, like, do something in person. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And obviously, I'm an introvert. I call myself an extroverted introvert. Mm -hmm. Um, And although, like, I can get on a stage and I I can teach, you know, ESL classes and I can do extroverted things, um, given the opportunity, I'd be like, oh, just be over here helping you in the background. Um, But I felt the Holy Spirit was saying, like, I need you to do something in person. And I was like, you know, it's a bit unpopular to um, uh, do this kind of thing. God, like, <laughs> are you sure? Yeah. Um, and then my computer actually broke down for a week. I was like, okay, <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, it can be easier to do something behind the screen. You can be more brave. You can say things because no one can immediately be like, oh, what did you say? I disagree with you. Um, but those are just thoughts that go through your mind when mm-hmm. you're, you know, fear is, like, taking over, you know? Yeah, yeah. But actually, when I did offer what I had, people were, like, this is wonderful, thank you so much, this is, like, it's great to hear your story, this is really helpful, I didn't know other people were like this, Um, But anyways, I did the Yahweh Circle in person, um, and about, like, 45 minutes before, I'd taken a nap, and then I woke up, and I was, like, you know, I'm facilitating the circle, I'm supposed to be excited about it, and be, like, raring to go and bring the energy. But I was like, actually, I really would like to nap still and just like stay in my cozy bed, Mm -hmm. you know? And then there was like this voice saying like, oh, you shouldn't feel like that. You're supposed to feel like this. And then I was just like, "Whoa, let's just take a minute and be like, okay, why do you feel like this? Why is this happening? And then I just felt Holy Spirit talking to me saying, you know, you're thinking that you have to show up in a certain way and like teach them something like cataclysmically life-changing with your teaching or something i was like yeah i don't think that's gonna happen um and like i don't want to i didn't want to be that person in that moment anyways and holy spirit was like what do you want right now i was like i want to lay down and like receive like love you know mm-hmm. i want to feel like nourished and um rejuvenated and peaceful yeah and so the holy spirit's like yeah they do too they don't want to be preached at or anything i was like good because i don't want to preach on um and so i had set up a tent in the backyard and two women were had planned to join me already and so yeah we sat in the tent and i was like i didn't know exactly what i was leading like you know (laughs) right before but then as you know i don't know when it was like 20 minutes before whatever but holy spirit was like start with gratitude because gratitude literally changes the atmosphere Mm -hmm. and so start with gratitude and um, like say what you're grateful for and then go into the listening prayer time, teach them how to listen from Holy Spirit. And then that's what we did. I was like, okay, it was so simple. You know, as a uh, intuitive and empathic person, I can Mm. be in certain spaces where I feel like I have been like drained of my energy and sometimes I get like headaches and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially when you're leading something, that could happen. That did not happen to me at all. I felt great. I felt peaceful. I felt like I had received as well because it wasn't all up to me to give these people what they needed. It was like Holy Spirit was going to give them what they needed. Mm -hmm. And I was going to facilitate. And whatever happened, happened. Mm -hmm. And also, I don't walk into places thinking like, I've got all the information. I'm going to tell you everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I think we all have pieces of the puzzle Yeah. <laughs> and in that circle too, there was a woman there and she was telling us about angelic encounters that she had
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the way that I grew up Christian. I don't know why, I don't know why that has happened, but it was like, you're not really allowed to talk about angels or think that they're doing stuff or whatever. Oh, wow. It sounds weird,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: that's happening in a lot of Christian circles. Um. But she was telling me stuff about her angelic encounters, and she, uh, she wouldn't call herself a Christian. Um, and she taught me so much, and I was like, wow, thank you. This is like, I really needed this.
0: <laughs> this is what you received. Yeah, yeah, so it's just... Do you contemplate ever uh, that relationship of giving and receiving as just a mechanism that's present among humans, you know? Or do you just subscribe to the fact that everything you receive is from the Holy Spirit? You know, like you can do, you can look at it in a more kind of still spiritual way, but non-subscribing to anything. Just observing that relationship of like, if I focus on giving, you know, the receiving uh, happens also. Mm -hmm. If I only focus on wanting to receive all the time, the the balance is kind of, off yeah right and then it doesn't seem right you know
1: well, i mean there's different ways to explain that right like law, yeah. of, law of attraction yeah or um in in the circles that i've been hanging out in online mm-hmm. um just call it like a kingdom principle so there's like the kingdom of kingdom of heaven yeah has these different principles and it doesn't matter what you believe or what you call yourself if you're If you're interacting with that, then it's going to work for you. It's like a kingdom principle of law of attraction or whatever. That when we are acting in that way, it's just how the world works. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It just seems to me that... that I call it a mechanism, but maybe there's a better word for this. But it it does seem to work that way in all different a spectrum of, of spiritualities, right? Yeah. Like if you have your circle with, with um, some people and you might not have met them before, right? Mm-hmm. And you really just tune in to, to how can I be grateful, right? And what can I give to those people? Mm-hmm. Then the receiving is almost automatic mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's...
1: Well, I think when you're open and vulnerable to giving and you're not like, shut down then those people know like their spirit knows you can sense like oh this person is open to me sharing with like you know having this interaction
2: Hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you mentioned something earlier and that really kind of struck me as something that i wanted to ask you about how how do we recognize oh you said we have all the pieces in the puzzle right and it's sort of like you can help them see right you can uh, guide somebody i guess it's like oh look at this look at this look at that Mm -hmm. and then it's like oh yeah i do know right Mm -hmm. and do you think that people have that inherent feeling of what's good and what's not so good that helps them to guide and whether it's you understand as holy spirit do we all have the holy spirit inside us Mm -hmm. you know in our soul and all we need to do is just really tune in with into that and that guides us through life or
1: yeah that's a great question (laughs) and that that is a question that i'm constantly answering yeah um, like with within myself and um so i'm a part of a group for Christ followers, that's called Intuitive Daughters of God, mm-hmm. and it's led by Nanette Foster. It's on Facebook, and um, she also asks that question, um, and she has some videos on it on YouTube. Mm. Um, I found her through a Christian Entrepreneurs group. It's been really helpful to see the things that she's talking about and thinking about too. Um, this name, Holy Spirit Intuitive, that that Spirit gave me for the the group that I run online, I had like prayed over it for a long time and thinking like, okay, what, what, like what word, what combination, you know, like when you're thinking about business and you're just like, okay, I need to find like the right thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that just came to me like Holy Spirit intuitive. And actually when a Christian hears that, it sounds scary to them because they think it's like psychic or new age or something. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyways, uh, <laughs> there's, like, all these different connotations of what new age means, but, um, and, but it's not, it's just, like, we, we, so just to unpack it a little bit,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I think that we, we all have this intuitiveness, we all have this gut feeling, it doesn't matter if you're male or female, um, we all have this, this sense, and then with Holy Spirit, it's, like, is it separate from that, or is it the same? And I don't have a full, complete answer. Nanette does unpack that a little bit in her YouTube videos.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I think that Holy Spirit is just working with all of us and there's this this spirit flow of energy that artists and everyone who's, I mean, everyone is artistic, but artists who are like fully going with their artisticness, mm-hmm. um, it just happens. like just comes over you. And I think that's also Holy Spirit. That's mm-hmm. like a part of, part of it because we're all created by the creator so we're all creators and we all have this life force um
0: so so all people know on some level whether they can access that level is a different story but you can all people know really like if you have any sort of dilemma
1: i think that you can start making decisions in your life that start to like bury that feeling Um, in different areas of your life so it's like you knew that it was not the most life-giving thing to do this certain thing or to keep doing this thing but you did it for whatever reason Mm -hmm. and then you start like burying that small voice or it's becoming smaller voice right inside your spirit that is saying like this is not giving you life this is not giving people around you life Mm -hmm. so it's like you can start to bury that voice that intuition that gut feeling but eventually your body like your physical body is gonna start telling you, like, okay, now you have a stomach ulcer.
0: <sighs> Thank you so much, right? because I was just like wondering how am I gonna get you to talk about the physical <laughs> part of the whole thing. And that's great. Okay, so we can tap into that now. So how does that correlate with the physical health? The whole, you know, spiritual path that people follow or not follow. Or people, people who follow any sort of spiritual path, it's a little easier to 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 observe that right but people who don't have that spirituality established in their life and there's a lot of people like that you know that kind of just follow their intuition and they don't give it any specific i'm actually just looking forward and you know it's not like i have thousands of listeners or whatnot but if anybody's listening and you are an atheist and you would like to talk to me Please like, let me know, because I'm really curious to talk to an atheist about all this, you know. Like a hardcore atheist. Yeah, like a hardcore, let's call it. <laughs> Strongly let's believing. Strong, let's call it a hardcore atheist, but to the point. So uh, if the spirituality is established and we follow any spiritual path, the, the, the connection between the, the physical body and then how it manifests in our health, uh, it's easier to observe, right? Do you agree? Say it again. If... If we're spiritual people, mm-hmm. you know, I believe everybody is. Yeah. Whether you're aware of it or we not, that's a different story, yeah. right? But there is the 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 connection between the physical health of our existence and the spiritual path. Mm-hmm. It's to me, it's not really debatable. Right? Yeah. It's it's definitely.
1: Intertwined, it's intertwined, <laughs> a right?
0: But you know, just observing that what happens, what's happening in a in a medical world, you know, and how medicine approaches disease, etc. Mm-hmm. There was a big disconnect between spirituality and and, and in medicine, for example, right? So, do you think? I mean, if just from the work that you do, do you pay attention to the physical symptoms of people's health? And then connected to their spiritual realm
1: yeah so i feel like we're kind of going into some c.s lewis territory because there's a lot of different
0: authors that talk about yeah you know like but yeah
1: our guts our soul our spirit our Mm -hmm. body our mind and like you know different philosophers throughout the ages have used different words to describe what's what yeah um but in my practice so yeah that's an interesting question i think that that's probably going to come in more but at this point it's been it's been somewhat separated or maybe not i don't know so i i started out like when i was six actually um a lot of things happened when i was six mm-hmm. when Del will autobiography mm-hmm. it'll be like all these things happen when i was six yeah um Someone introduced us to living holistically, like thinking about organic vegetables, like what has been sprayed on this or not sprayed on this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, what does your body need? Do you need supplements because you're not eating enough of the right thing for you? Um, like as a growing child, you need more calcium. So that was introduced to us. My mom, I say us, I mean my mom and I at that age. Um, and then living in Vancouver, there was access to like, vegetable vegan salad bars and stuff
2: which you oh, yeah. would
1: not get in mm-hmm. ontario or something in 1991 right. which is the era that we're talking about around mm-hmm. 1990 i was
0: yeah. six um
1: and mm. so that has been a lifelong
0: we're the same age huh you're 84
1: yeah born 84 so fun mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. um so that's been a lifelong journey of holistic awareness of um yeah what are we putting in our body what are we doing the food matters the not having too many like pharmaceutical drugs or you know what is your body actually lacking is it lacking a pharmaceutical drug no it's not lacking a pharmaceutical drug it's lacking iron or calcium or magnesium or something right um so that's been a lifelong thing and then probably i don't know now seven years ago or something or five years ago I started getting really into essential oils Mm -hmm. so um that's where that wellness advocate part comes from that you see on my Facebook page um so I'm a wellness advocate for doTERRA essential oils um and my last name is Summerfield (laughs) so it's like in my my heritage or you know my legacy that plants are really important and um yeah, so then what? Getting into the essential oils, it's about helping physical ailments, but then also aromatherapy works with your emotional state. Mm-hmm. So what the essential oils actually did for me at the very beginning, one of the two things that was the most um, easy to see was that the citrus oils really help like boost your mood,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they they bring this sense of like like a freshness and a hope and like, Oh, okay, today could be a good day. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and so the citrus oils were really helping me with that um, when I was kind of in a funk.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, so that means like these plants are affecting you emotionally. And that's just from breathing in the molecules in the air, aromatherapy. So in that sense, yes. And then I started looking at, you know, how do these plants help us spiritually? hmm. And I think it's really interesting to talk with people who've been uh, totally focused on that journey. And I, I would like to think that one day I'll just like go up to a plant and then be like, oh yeah, I'll just like touch the plant and I'll just like feel the energy of what it's offering, like how creator created this plant to be, to be a friend of ours. And then I'll just be like, oh yeah, that's what this plant is good for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'd love to get to that mm-hmm. level. And I've mm-hmm. talked to like this one guy one time who was getting to that level. Mm-hmm. Um, so I find that all really fascinating. So does that answer some of that question about? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I
0: mean, you know it's like an open topic really. There isn't yeah. there, I don't think you can make a final conclusion. either yeah, really? something you believe or you don't believe it, 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 it's, that's the part of it. you know that's a huge part of it. There's some big personalities in the medical world that uh, make it a complete undoubtable truth. This is the truth we can't disconnect the spiritual health from the physical health, you know? Mm -hmm. There is a huge part of the medical community that will never even talk about spiritual health and just tap into, like, all different ways of... And it could be, like, coming from the plant world or medical world or pharmaceutical world, and how can we just make our body healthy, you know? Mm -hmm. Just without even talking about the emotions. I think it's
1: becoming more and more difficult not to talk about it, and you can see that, like, that has been shut down and like walled off in certain parts of society but now it's like seeping out so like all this talk about mental health Mm -hmm. okay mental health that's like what's happening inside your spirit inside your brain like what you're thinking about but what you're thinking about is like what your spirit is telling you is happening like how you're perceiving people responding to you Mm -hmm. like
0: i've definitely observed that you know we can talk about mental health and physical health and there is some sort of warding of of the of the society from allowing spirituality to guide you through it mm. right which is i don't know seems I to me like it's a, sh- it's a shame that that that's where it's come to nowadays
1: i think because we want things to be super black and white um and like the mystery of it is too feels too strange sometimes you know mm-hmm. like even for myself i call myself a mystic it means mm. that i'm curious and I'm interested in the mystical mm-hmm. and that there's things that I cannot answer.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, you know, there's lots of strange things in the Bible yeah. that are explained that I'm like, okay, I don't know. There's like there's supposed to be three different kinds of heavens. Okay, mm-hmm. that's interesting. My brain tries to like wrap around that. You mm-hmm. know, there's all kinds of like mystical mysteries yeah, yeah. in life. And I just hold those with like grace and love and honor and curiosity, knowing that my spirit being is not uh designed to hold all of that actually like yeah. i don't think i'm designed to know all of that but as we uncover little things it's like oh that's fascinating
0: well yeah you only kind of well simply let's like, put it that way the people uh describe the human existence as just a part of our body you know like the sum of all our body parts mm. is us right right pretty limited way of looking at it (laughs) Uh, Uh, but then you can you can just take it to that realm and just like we are what we've experienced mm -hmm. so far Mm -hmm. you know like today we have this conversation that we haven't had before us particularly and tomorrow that will make you a different person in some way Mm -hmm. you know you've had an experience of i'm exposed to your perspective and then I'm exposing you to my perspective, yeah, and you want or not, it's gonna change something mm-hmm. maybe not tomorrow, maybe in a year or two or whatever right mm-hmm. but we, we can only sort of operate on that level that um that what we've experienced that's what we can apply and pass on you know I don't know that rings a bell for you or are you agreed in any extent or not <clears throat> what I'm getting at though mostly is um. The spirituality aspect of our health is sort of unquestionable, Mm -hmm. you know, like we need to be able to identify um, what is it that we need and and through the manifestation, for example, could be in our physical body and then it not necessarily has to do with just us being sick or traumatized or something on a physical level, mm-hmm. that it has something to do with the, the aspect of the emotions or faith or spirituality and yeah. just put it all together. Yeah.
1: yeah. Another, another part that yeah. I wanted to mm-hmm. um, distinguish or yeah. share is that like we're saying spirituality and that can mean <laughs> there's this funny meme that I posted, what did it say? He um, was talking about dating or something and it was like, oh, you're spiritual. Okay, well, demons are spiritual too, so be more specific. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah,
2: which kind of
0: spirituality? And it's fair enough. Like, you know, I don't know if you're following the whole... Do you follow politics at all?
1: I try not to, but yeah. somewhat, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You follow the societal dilemmas that we're going through nowadays yeah. with all the divisions, <laughs> all the multiple divisions that we're going through. And then, you know, if, if you just separate the people into, you know, those who go through follow any spiritual path and those who follow the path that's been given them by the narrative currently present that's mm-hmm. being given by the governments of sort right yeah. and you know people on both sides will claim they're spiritual yeah. right and then and that's kind of <laughs> it taps into so, what you just said about the meme right like yeah. what kind of spiritual is it Wh-
1: what yeah. are you following yeah what spirit are you following
0: exactly yeah you know, people feel that confusing just just because I'm, I don't know, doing yoga and I'm meditating, I'm tapping into something. Does that make you spiritual right away? Or, or you know, do you, is there only certain ways that you need to subscribe to something to be spiritual? Right. Which, do you yeah. think so?
1: I don't know. It's almost like we need a different word for it. It's yeah. like people who yeah. are choosing to mm-hmm. look beyond the physical realm and people... Yeah who are not choosing to look beyond the physical realm.
2: Mm-hmm. So it's like
1: when you are choosing to look beyond the physical realm, that makes you spiritual. Mm-hmm. But you could be looking beyond the physical realm and calling in demonic entities to do evil things in your life. Or mm-hmm. try. you want to do good things, but you're actually calling in evil things, trying to do good things, which is never a good recipe. It's mm-hmm. not going to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, but or you could just be someone who's like trying to block it all out and just be like, I don't know what that is. That's too overwhelming. I just need to focus on the physical and graciously and wonderfully enough, like the physical is part of the spiritual Mm -hmm. (laughs) actually. So when you are doing like physical things that are good for the world, you're still bringing good things into the spiritual realm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just like, it actually is so intertwined that we do try to disconnect it and call it two different things. But what you do in the physical realm is affecting the spiritual realm. Mm -hmm. And like what you and vice versa, yeah, what you pray Mm -hmm. into and what you are aware of in the spiritual realm that you're calling Mm -hmm. into or calling out or releasing and telling to go away that Mm -hmm. is affecting what's happening in your physical realm as well, whether that's your body or like around you.
0: So, do you what you do in your life do you perceive it or do you see it as service to a society?
1: I, I think naturally, yes, but that's not. How would I <laughs> yeah, I want to like serve people, but my but sometimes what I'm what I would like to offer to people is not uh how do I say it? <laughs> like I can't let people's reactions to what I have to offer stop me or guide me. Yeah. Because God sometimes like spirit is asking me to to do things. Yeah. You know, like I held a Yahweh circle on Salt Spring and two people came. Mm-hmm. That might seem like a failure to some people. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, well that's silly. Like yeah. didn't you want twenty or ten people?
2: Right. But that's actually. Just ego talking.
1: Yeah. But yeah. actually, no. Like with those two other women, that was like exactly what it needed to be. There was mm-hmm. supposed to be a third one, but it didn't work out for her. Mm-hmm. She canceled the last minute. But it's like that's where it needed to start, that's what it needed to be. Um I forgot what it, that thing was <laughs> forgot be... where that started.
0: That's such a nice we have the service oh service mm-hmm.
1: yeah like i want to help i want to support people in remembering this word keeps coming to me like remember is to remember from the past something that you knew that you've forgotten but also like re-dash re-member like come back together unify mm-hmm. um and so yeah i think it's definitely serving humanity serving people Mm -hmm. um the focus is to do that with holy spirit's guidance
0: isn't that what christianity is about serving
1: (laughs) i think that's what it seemed like that's what jesus was doing a Mm -hmm. lot (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. um i have a personal question you don't have to answer it let me know if that's overstepping uh you're not in a relationship right now are you
1: I am seeing someone.
0: You are seeing someone. Mm-hmm. You, you you, are, we're the same age, mm-hmm. right? You are at a different stage in your life, obviously. You don't have any children. No children. Right? No, like a relationship that's been long no. term, right? And you said you only grew up with your mother. Yeah. So there was no dad around.
2: Yeah.
0: And, and you said your mom had a rough upbringing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it seems to me that there is this aspect of life that's that relationships right that's something that's not maybe mm, i don't know how to put this what i'm getting at is through your own life experience Mm -hmm. where the relationship between man and woman you know has some sort of traumatic i'm assuming uh side to it
1: yeah challenges yeah challenges
0: (laughs) let's call it um struggles do you perceive that as a limitation in working with people who struggle with relationships?
1: That's an interesting question. I thought you were going in like the patriarchal God as father interaction.
0: <laughs> no, no, okay, yeah, I wasn't.
1: Um, what Um. is your question? Do like would i
0: you know i don't I know, know like your I've life i don't through... know your story but just from yeah. the the few bits of information that you've given me you know you only grew up with your mom and um you haven't had like a you haven't been ma- have you been married no no you haven't been married yourself right and your mom had some story of her own right mm-hmm. you feel like it's been passed on and you kind of continue a certain paths that limits <laughs> you right that limits you from for example And i'm not saying it does limit you i'm just wondering if that's how you see it yourself Mm -hmm. this does the fact that there is a story you know in your lineage that prevents you from accessing that wisdom about relationships in some way
1: i think that we all have these different yeah we've all been raised in a different way and come through different things and i i don't think that it it limits me in that way in some ways it's like I've been through so many different experiences that I can see all these different angles mm-hmm. do I know what it looks like to be like present in the same room as people have been married for 20 years and happy mm-hmm. no but I don't I think a lot of people don't have that experience
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and so I've actually seen all the dynamics of these different relationships and like okay the man is saying this thing and the woman's saying that thing and they're designed differently They're actually like just saying something very similar, but the messages are getting crossed in the middle. Mm -hmm. Like it's actually very fascinating for me to watch that and just be like, "This like man's heart is like this," and because I am intuitive and empathic, it's like I can sense like kind of what's happening for this man, what's happening for this woman, and then like there's this communication mix-up in the middle, Mm -hmm. and it's like, well, this difficult event or traumatic event—I don't like to use the word trauma too much, but. This difficult event happened for this man, and now when you say this to him, he's hearing it like this,
2: mm-hmm.
1: even though that's not how it's coming from your heart. That's just how he's hearing it because this thing happened,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: she's saying, you know, it happens for both both sides.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: I've actually been able to witness that a lot, mm-hmm. and then I've also been able to witness that in my life, just with different friendships and different relationships, um, and just watch. Like, I'm a very a really curious person who likes to see like what's happening I can kind of like take a step back and be like okay what just happened there mm-hmm. <laughs> like I just got like super like that just made me feel kind of wild for a minute and it's like oh you said that it's because I have this uh I'm not confident or I feel weak in this area that you just like touched on and now I feel like whoa and that happens for other people too right so mm-hmm. I find it very interesting to watch mm-hmm. that and I think um, yeah,
0: yeah, with the societal issues that happen, and uh, you know, I with, in my previous conversations, I talked about the kind of dissolution, the, solution, the of culture, or just kind of culture being not really that consistent anymore, and then that in turn affects how the families perform, and mm-hmm. you know, whether the, the 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 building block of society that the families are. Yeah. Whether, you know, they're healthy anymore or not. You know. Do you think it's there's some just universal truths, a universal loss between men and women, or do anything that happens in the society really affect it, or is it both?
1: Um I'm not quite clear. You know, what you're because,
0: you yeah, because I would say if we go back a few decades, mm-hmm. you know, And say go to a country that has a consistent culture, for example. What do you mean by consistent culture? Say Italy, for example. Mm -hmm. You know, a country where the Catholic Church is a very predominant way of of uh, religion, right? Mm -hmm. And and then the family traditions are very very strong. Mm -hmm. You know, and. um because of the consistent culture and how the families are organized and the life in a society, you know, the that that model of family is preserved, Yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And I find I personally believe that it comes from the consistency of the cultural background of the of the nation. Right. Whereas yeah. if you look at the nation like North American, like, you know, U.S. or ca- Canadian, where it's such a massive blend of everything, mm-hmm. you know, and that culture is not that it's hard to define you know anymore whether that affects Mosaic. you know yeah whether that affects the the quality of the family life on the family level right we call like i i think I that think... that family level is that cell of the healthy society so if those families are healthy mm-hmm. then the society also is healthy but what we see nowadays and i'm sure you'll agree <laughs> the the societal craziness is just it has to have its root it have has to have its root in something. Yeah. You
2: know?
1: I think obviously that's a huge um, discussion and mm. very important at this time. Um I don't know if like the difficulty comes from the mosaicness of I'm making up a word here, mm-hmm. of North America as opposed to like one entity like Italy or something mm-hmm. that's more monoculture. Mm-hmm. Um But I think it's more about, like, grounding ourselves in the things, like, the unifying things. Mm Because right now, it seems like we are grounding ourselves in everything that we disagree on. Right. So our our coming togetherness has to do with all the things that we hate and we disagree. Mm -hmm. So that's a really weird way to come together. Um, And that just, like, breeds more... Tension and difficulty, and then you're going to have problems inside that group because mm-hmm. if your coming togetherness is about hating and disunifying all these other things, and you're eventually not going to be able to hold your own group together either. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I think that like there's beauty in all these different faiths and culture and backgrounds being in North America and Canada, and that does not need to keep us separated because um, there's we're all human mm-hmm. <laughs> like we, we actually have all these wonderful things in common right and you just think of some like beautiful movie that made you cry or something it's like yeah we have all these human emotions and human desires that we all have in common it doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing um but yeah the family unit I mean I could get like super um wild I don't know mm-hmm. who your listeners are I can sense that we have some things in common here but <laughs>
0: you know um we don't have to get wild about
1: it <laughs>
0: or anything but I'm curious about your perspective if you could like um summarize
1: it maybe in some way. Um I do think that there has been like a strategic purposeful disassembling of the family unit.
2: Mhm.
1: Like where that's coming from going back to the spiritual it does seem like an a dark force mm. because when you disassemble that, then you disassemble the nation. Mm -hmm. So that does seem to be happening. Mm. And I think that like the solution for that is just every time that we're, something is trying to disunify us and like separate us and make us feel like I'm the only one who feels this way or like, you don't understand me or whatever. just like ask ourselves, you know, why am I feeling like that right now? What do Mm. I have in common with these people, with this person? And like, what am I grateful for? Going mm-hmm. back to that gratitude, mm-hmm. I think the gratitude is mm-hmm. really important for changing the atmosphere within ourselves and around us. Mm. Is that a good yeah. <laughs> quick summary? I'm not judging your response. I'm just curious about what you have to say. Yeah. So,
2: yeah, cool.
0: Um, um, I was going to ask something now.
2: Um. Hmm. The society and the culture, family. Well, kinda lost my thoughts there for a moment, but um If we take spirituality and maybe this way, different way, sorry. <laughs> I got it back, I think. It's very easy for people to focus on the
0: negative. It seems like that is the easier way. Mm-hmm. Therefore, that saying that the common enemy unites us. Right. So if people are presented with a choice, they'll jump on it right away. Mm-hmm. And the harder thing is to see why, why is that? And then contemplate that and see what's the, what's the other solution here? You know, mm-hmm. how can we come together in this? Right. And then focus on the, this, the challenge more. Mm-hmm. like okay you know this is not very challenging we attribute for example there is a new topic a war or something worldwide it's like oh there's a war yeah no those guys are right no we should support the other the other side mm-hmm. it's very easy to create that dissolution in a in a society yeah right and there doesn't seem to be um a way promoted that just calls for the res- like to stop in the conflict
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know like we feed on that
2: mm-hmm.
0: and like associate that with the with the works of ego right because it's very easy for ego to just um, like yeah and have that empowerment of like oh yeah I've just you know associated my truths with one side and there's a lot of people that share my ideas so that must be yeah. the right and then we kind of disregard all the other viewpoints right so how do we how do we meet in the middle? And that seemed to kind of trickle down and work the same way in a relationship is what I was getting at. Mm. That's why I took a longer break to think about right. it. But, you know, <laughs> like the resemblance of the dynamics between two yeah. people in a family I unit.
1: resolve conflict. Yeah,
0: resemble the, the bigger picture, you know? It's like kind of works the same way. You know?
1: Totally. Yeah. That's...
0: You know, like, I've, I, I don't know. I, I keep thinking about the service that i can do in Mm -hmm. my life you know like i have children that's part of my service to raise their children Mm -hmm. i run a business that's community oriented that's part of my service like what else can i do and like seems like participating in the global agendas on my level it it doesn't seem close (laughs) near or it's like me i don't know becoming a facebook warrior or something you know doesn't seem to be changing anything so that was one of the reasons I started those conversations mm-hmm. because there is a lot of people, you know, 20,000 people on the Sunshine Coast Plus, probably, mm-hmm. and a lot of people that have something valuable to say or share or, or do. And and uh, just being able to converse is the art that we've kind of mm-hmm. lost or mm-hmm. have been losing for a while, and mm-hmm. we need to be able to revive it.
1: And to safely disagree with each other. Right. Yeah.
2: Right. There's no
0: problem in that. <laughs> yeah. I'm keep yeah again calling out to an atheist out there, <laughs> you know, or have people of different views. I really would like to, you know, yeah, to that to be more common thing to mm-hmm. be able to talk to people of different views that they can just have those conversation and make space. It's mm-hmm. like yeah, this is your idea. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to understand, you know, my best doing my best to 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 see where and, somebody's coming from.
1: And also too, I think like there is a sometimes we're having conversations or an argument we're expecting that like we're going to keep the same idea the whole time
2: mm-hmm.
1: ourselves but actually i love it when i'm having a conversation with someone or discussion or i say like um you know no i did do it that way and then someone's, you know explaining to me like no actually don't you remember that da, da, da. and mm-hmm. then and then you realize like oh you're right no i you're right i did I didn't do it the way I thought I did it. I actually forgot to put the salt yeah. in, or I actually forgot to turn left, there or whatever, yeah. you know? Like, it's nice to have a conversation with someone, and then realize, as you're talking, like, oh, your point of view is actually very interesting, and my point of view is now pivoting a little bit, because I'm gonna incorporate some of what you said into what I think now. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, constantly have to have like these head-butting discussions, like, I think this, I think this,
2: We mm-hmm.
1: totally disagree, and we're head about it, it's like, oh, let me hear we have the thing. It's and like, easy oh, to wh- default. Why did you start thinking yeah. about that? Oh, that's curious. Actually, okay, I'm going to take some of that now. It's easy to <laughs> default
0: into that. Just come from that strong point of that, these are my beliefs. Let's talk about it, but there's no way you're going to change my beliefs. Mm-hmm. That's a weird way to, to have a conversation. I mean, it's pretty common, but still feels weird. And you know what's, uh, I had this kind of, Let's not call it realization, but I noticed something. Mm-hmm. My previous speaker was a uh, ayahuasquero, mm-hmm. sort of plant medicine man. Mm-hmm. And you talked about tapping into the, the properties of plants. Yeah. As a medicine, you know, and I find that even though um, on the belief system is way different for both of you, mm-hmm. that interest in nature and and recognizing the healing powers of plants
2: mm-hmm.
0: is something that you two have in common for sure. and you're recognizing that and you <laughs> actually use the word creator in the way you said about the plants So creator made those plants yeah. and how that's how he refers to the the divine yeah <laughs> mm. have you noticed that
1: mm-hmm.
0: you recognize that totally yeah
2: yeah i have Did you find
0: there's this room for that in christianity or christian belief <laughs>
1: Um, I guess I can only answer that for myself. <laughs> yeah, that's all you can do, yeah. yeah, um, but in my life, I have been more drawn to people who wouldn't call themselves Christians for whatever reasons. but I have a lot more friends and people that I hang out with on a regular basis that would not say like not call themselves a Christian um, but they are like spiritual. Tuned in, beautiful, present, Mm -hmm. curious people. Mm -hmm. I I do have some Christian friends like that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But actually like asking God, like, send me, send me more Christian friends Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that. Like Christ Mm -hmm. followers who are Mm -hmm. um, open to thinking about other things and um, thinking outside the exact narrow culture that they might Mm -hmm. have been raised in.
0: It's quite hard. Yeah. It's quite challenging, for sure, to find very, very open-minded Christians, <laughs> which is not—I'm not judging it. It's just what I've noticed.
1: Yeah, it's—it's mm. interesting. It's interesting it has been it has been a lifelong challenge for me, and because, mm-hmm. like, I'm just like I said, I felt too Christian for Christians, not Christian enough for Christians. So you get like mm-hmm. in this interesting in-between zone. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I am who God mm-hmm. made me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
2: I Just
0: uh, do your best, right? What does divine shift mean?
1: Divine shift. So the the twelve week journey that I created, I called it. Am I allowed to say a swear word? Sure. <laughs> Are the kids listening. Mm-hmm. I I called it shift the shit because uh, there's like you know another thing that came to mind was like. Shitstorms, like life, you know, poop storms. You're mm-hmm. just like, oh my gosh, what is happening? Mm-hmm. Everything is just like crazy at once. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that is happening because you're at the precipice of like a new chapter of like going further into your purpose and your life calling or, you know, what brings you joy or just mm-hmm. more alignment. And these like crazy things will happen. Um, and you can talk about it like in a demonic sense, or whatever. But it's just like, what is trying to stop me from this? And, and coaches will use different language for it, too. But it's like, you know, stay the course and, and continue on. For me, in those times, it's about like gratitude and praise and worship and like dancing and singing and being playful um, and not letting that poop storm take you down like when you're just about to have this breakthrough or something, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, divine shift is like inviting the divine, inviting God, inviting creator, spirit to help us like shift out of our poop, shift out of our life taking patterns, shift into something new, Mm, like a divine shift.
0: I was curious if there is, seems there is some resemblance between this and uh, awakening of sorts. Uh, I think we're constantly like having small awakenings. You know, you know? Small awakenings, yeah. yeah. Is that is that similar in yours? and um, What are you saying? Yeah. When I when I think it's awakening, it's like releasing lies. Yeah.
1: Releasing old patterns and walking into like yeah more alignment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. Say truth. Right.
0: Yeah. You're becoming more aware of those patterns first. Yeah, right? and
1: releasing them, mm-hmm. letting them go, and mm-hmm. sometimes it's about us doing it but or i don't know how to articulate that but it's Mm -hmm. like for me like i can't do it without god's strength and god's courage and like the the angels work with us Mm -hmm. and like go before us and do things to prepare the way Mm -hmm. like this podcast i don't even know how this happened yeah but like some angel was like talking to someone preparing the way and here we are
0: (laughs) yeah yeah that's why i didn't even resist that idea. Somebody mentioned your name, I'm like, I'm totally gonna reach out to you. That's awesome. Thanks so much for your conversation.
1: Yeah,
0: thank you. I was lovely to chat to you. Same. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please spare a moment and go to Spotify and rate my show. Also if you have any feedback and thoughts, please share with me. I always do appreciate when my listeners reach out. Thanks so much.